0: Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that supports life and family. 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite charity. Mention offer code TRADITION for a special Christmas offer. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. Do you remember I told you that the Vatican just torched ecumenical dialogue and all the efforts at ecumenical connections between the Catholic Church and pretty much every other non-Catholic religion, and especially Christian groups since Vatican II. Remember I told you that a couple weeks ago, that a one of the patriarchs from the Eastern Orthodox said any talk of the Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church reunifying after what he said was a thousand years of schism, but was actually more like 500 years of schism, technically. Any of that talk of that was now superficial. You remember all that? <laughs> I had a good kind of laugh at it as one of those inadvertent sort of fruits of it because ecumenical dialogue for any purpose other than correcting misconceptions about what the church teaches with the goal of getting the schismatic groups to come back to the fold of the church and to actually submit to the authority of the Petrine office and to end their schism. Any other ecumenical dialogue besides that has really no point, at least when we're talking on the macro level. After all, our Lord gave us pretty clear instructions on what it means to follow him, not only to keep his commandments and to you know, invoke his name in prayer and things, but also to actually follow the successors of his bishops. He said, he who hears you, he said to his bishops, "hears me, meaning himself. And there is apostolic succession. So those who do not follow the actual bishops of the church are not really following Christ, is essentially what some of the more hardline saints have said in history. And yes, I know that the issue gets a little more murky with the Eastern Orthodox. After all, they do have valid apostolic succession. And the efforts with the Orthodox are probably the best in terms of trying to end the schism. Although it's worth noting, the Catholics speak about the ending of the East-West schism a lot more than the Orthodox ever have. And as I mentioned in that other video, there are other stumbling blocks between reunification of East and West. But the broader ecumenical subject between Catholics and other Christian groups and non-Christian groups might be over, at least for the time being. Because we're now hearing from the Vatican, from trustworthy Vatican news sources, that um, there's a little bit of confusion out there because of fiducia supplicants. And even more ironic, cardinals in the Roman Curia are all very perplexed by this, to the point where... They almost are acting like old-fashioned cardinals now, except with their errors. They believe that the church now has to essentially teach fiducia supplicants to these other groups. Uh, it, it reminds me of how, in better times, cardinals would sometimes write a letter to pastors or to authority figures of these other Christian groups and explain to them the errors of those groups with actual Catholic teaching— but in this case, they're using modernism. So here's our story. It comes from katholisch.de, the official news website of the German bishops. And they give us this headline. Cardinal Koch, negative reactions from other churches to declaration of blessings. Within the Catholic Church, the Vatican's declaration of blessing has met with great approval and fierce objection, rejection. However, Cardinal K- Kurt Koch also sees implications for ecumenical dialogue. Those implications aren't uh, good if you're a believer and fan of ecumenical dialogue. Sort of communication and allying with the churches, the schismatic groups with the Catholic Church for making a better world as far as I can tell. Because everybody has a shared common belief in a monotheistic God of some kind so we can all get along. That's generally the sort of vibe you get from the ecumenical dialogue and the big proponents of it. But even all of that has now been undermined. As Cardinal Koch here explains to us, quote, Curia Cardinal Kurt Koch says he has received inquiries from other Christian churches about the Vatican's declaration on the blessing of people and double as partnerships and remarried couples. He has received, quote, some negative reactions from the ecumenical world about fiducia supplicants, says the prefect of the dicastery for promoting Christian unity in an interview with Vatican News. A particular group of Eastern Orthodox Christians, for example, had asked to speak about the declaration at a meeting in Rome next week, meaning this week. There's a big meeting of them going on in Rome. The Swiss Cardinal said, Koch also sees the impact of the Vatican Declaration on Ecumenism. I believe that we need to rethink ecumenical dialogue. What is blessing and what is the relationship between doctrine and pastoral care? These questions have now become urgent and need to be discussed. The Cardinal answered the question of whether pastoral motives could justify Eucharistic hospitality in a similar way to fiducia supplicants with a negative answer, transferring the pastoral perspective to the question of Eucharistic communi- communion was not appropriate end quote so here's really what this means: there are schismatic heretical groups the Vatican has been on friendly but generally lukewarm terms with, and I say lukewarm because. I'm meaning that in like the spiritual sense. If you're going to allow others to persist in their errors without actually correcting them, that means you are at best lukewarm in your faith. I hate to be the one to tell you that, but if our Lord is the way, the truth, and the life, and then he gave us a very basic outline on what it means to follow him, if you're not going to correct other people because you think that there are many ways to to heaven that as long as you are vaguely attached to Christ, you're okay, that's generally lukewarm. But these other groups he's been on t- these kind of terms with have been calling Cardinal Koch because it's his job to promote Christian unity and his confreres in other parts of the, car- of the Roman Curia. And they've basically asked the same question to them. And that question is, are you people serious about fiducia supplicants? Because you have to be pretty far down the secular rabbit hole to find that document okay. Or you have to really engage in some world-class mental gymnastics to come to an acceptable Catholic and basic Christian understanding of that document, or to have it at least ally itself with Catholic teachings. Because regardless of the doctrinal and dogmatic issues that separate, say, Catholics from Methodists or Catholics from Lutherans or whatnot, they're usually more orthodox in questions of morality, at least they're the moderate and conservative branches of those various groups. They tend to have actual Christian views on morality and activities of the that's suitable to the married state. Especially actually the various Orthodox communions and conservative Protestant denominations. Do- the Orthodox especially were looking at this as if the church has completely gone off the deep end. And conservative Protestant denominations. Don- I mean if you spend any time on social media, you've seen that this document waved in the face of Catholics from just typical lay people. I have seen very high profile Protestant ministers using that document as proof positive that the Catholic Church is not the Church of Christ. So thank you, Cardinal Koch, thank you, Cardinal Fernandez, and thank you, Francis. Now, all this is, of course, also compounded by internal divisions within these various schismatic groups, because as you might have gathered by just living life, that the Orthodox, uh, they have some very real differences of opinions on very basic things within their communions, as do various Protestant groups. I mean, how many different kinds of Lutheran can you name? And they run the theological and ideological spectrum from, um, you know, very hard-line, fire, and brimstone Lutherans to uh, waving the whatever flag the secular world is wanting us to wave outside their churches and being on the forefront of the changes in the broader culture. They run that gamut, and you can have that in any secular group, and yes, or any Protestant group, and yes, the Catholic Church obviously does have that kind of problem too these days. Although, most of the heterodox priests and bishops out there wouldn't go so far as to put some of those iconic secular flags for their ideology on the front steps of their parish. Of course, I'm sure now in the comments people will say, oh no, no, I saw the, uh, the James Martin flag out in front of this Catholic parish in this town. I'm sure that has happened, but it's much more rare than among more liberal Protestant groups. But here, this... Division within these schismatic groups is worth noting here because Cardinal Koch spent some time on it, and here's what he has to say. Quote, Ecumenism with the Orthodox Churches suffers from the tensions that exist within Orthodoxy. Curia Cardinal continued, which is true. Last June, for example, we had the plenary meeting of the Commission in Alexandria with great hospitality from the Patriarch. But four Orthodox Churches were not present, the uh, Great Bear of the East Church, a country whose name you get in trouble for even mentioning on YouTube these days, as well as Serbia, Bulgaria, and Antioch. This situation makes ecumenical dialogue with orthodoxy a challenge. On the one hand, we do not want to and cannot intervene in internal orthodox tensions. On the other hand, neutrality does not mean indifference. We are, of course, affected by it. With regard to ecumenism with the Protestant and Reformed churches, Koch spoke out in favor of reviving the spiritual dimension of the dialogue. At the beginning of the ecumenical movement, there was a prayer movement. Pope Benedict XVI once expressed this with the beautiful image that the ecumenical ship would never have set sail on the high seas if it had not been driven by a current of prayer. In the Gospel of John, Jesus does not command the unity of his disciples, but prays for it. And if Jesus prayed for the unity of his disciples, what better thing can we do, said the cardinal. Koch made his comments on the occasion of the World Week of Prayer for Christian Unity, which begins on Thursday and will be concluded by Pope Francis on 25th of January with the celebration of Vespers. End quote. It's a bit disingenuous to say that Jesus didn't command unity. After all, he told the bishops again, "He who hears you hears me." I mean, if you're not if you're not in communion in some way with an actual bishop of the Catholic Church, there's a problem. But you know, in that original video I did about the Vatican torching ecumenical dialogue, the One one patriarch in particular spoke pretty much for the rest of the Eastern Orthodox, which is, by the way, very unusual given their own internal problems. But in this case, it actually made sense that he did speak on their behalf because he reminded us that any such talk of reunification between East and West is pretty much unfounded at this point. It's impossible to move forward because of fiducia supplicants. To give you an idea of how much this is complicated ecumenical dialogue, this is from the report on these statements from Cardinal Koch from the Catholic News Agency in an entirely different article. Quote, We have a great division in the Anglican world, where the Church of England has introduced the possibility to have blessings for those in question. They have a very strong opposition above all in Africa, the 73-year-old Swiss prelate said, reflecting on the Church of England's 2023 decision to permit the blessings of double S types. The Cardinal said he also spoke with Metropolitan Hilarion of Budapest of the uh, of another orthodox church who expressed quote a great shock when he read this document when he asked what the next steps would be in this process of dialoguing within the churches Polk noted that during the week of prayer for christian unity there will be the international mixed commission between catholic church and the East and eastern orthodox churches in rome We have the plenary assembly of that Orthodox church here in Rome just next week, and they have already announced that they can talk about these issues, the Swiss prelate told EWTN. Koch also noted that in light of the feedback he has received from the Orthodox churches, he wrote to Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez, the prefect of the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, for clarification ahead of this meeting, in order to have some explanations. In a separate interview with the German section of Vatican News, Koch said that he had, quote, received some negative reactions from the ecumenical world about fiducia supplicants. Asked... Whether a reading of fiducia supplicants might, quote, almost justify Eucharistic hospitality, the extension of the Eucharist to non-Catholics, under certainly certain narrowly defined conditions, he said, I believe that in an ecumenical dialogue, we need to think about this anew. What is blessing? What is the relationship between doctrine and pastoral care? These questions have now become acute again, and we need to talk about them, the prelate said, and quote. And I know that some of that repeated from the earlier quote from that other article, but it's important here, for the, it adds some important context. The Vatican has signaled that it has been working to normalize, essentially, sacrilegious communions for non-Catholics in Catholic churches and vice versa. I'm not talking necessarily about communion for the Orthodox and Catholics in their respective churches, since there is at least shared belief in the real presence there that is dogmatically the same or very, very similar. Although it is worth noting that if you are a Catholic trying to receive Holy Communion in a had the divine liturgy of an Eastern Orthodox Church, you are going to run into a hard time receiving it. Most of their priests will not give communion to Catholics because we are viewed as heretics. If you don't believe me, I'm sure somebody in the comments will say that they've had trouble with it, although I'm sure some people have not. Now, vice versa is not the case, though. The Orthodox, in my experience, I've seen this happen, where they can come to a Catholic Mass and receive the Eucharist, and usually they do so just fine so it's not exactly an even two-way street on this but that communion is not what i'm talking about here anyway instead it's what we're talking about is protestants there's been an effort to get protestants to receive communion in catholic churches this is something the vatican has talked about trying to come up with a way to do and vice versa for catholics to receive um their bread and grape juice or wine snack that they have at their prayer meetings I, I don't know why a Catholic would want to receive the, their communion when they don't even believe in the real presence most of the time or their version of the real presence is not the same thing theologically as the Catholic version. So I don't know why you would want to do that or why the Vatican would want to do this. But again, this all goes back to their big focus on unity and ecumenical dialogue. And I don't know why they are so focused on it, but it doesn't seem to matter much anymore because they're getting their phone is now ringing off the hook at, in the Roman Curia from various Christian groups asking what has gone wrong in Rome. And they're going to have a big meeting this week to talk about pastoral care and the meaning of blessings. (laughs) It's not what it was originally for, but now that seems to be what it's for. But that, folks, are the fruits of Fiducia supplicants. you think that's actually a good thing? you think that's a negative thing? Do you think this actually undermines any effort to actually end the schism between Catholics and Protestants? Or do you think that that's not ever going to happen this side of the return of our Lord, or some great material chastisement in the world. Let me know what you think about all this in the comments, please, and hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps enormously too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.